thou say unto this mountain, Remove hence to a yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How about this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting? Jesus looks at him and says, It's because of your unbelief. Amen. But he said, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say unto the mountain, remove. And then it also says, nothing shall be impossible unto you. I'm going to tell you, if you've got a little bit of faith this morning, the size of a mustard seed is just a little bitty, bitty seed. If you got just that much faith, you could say to a mountain, remove. And it's got to move. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. I'm telling you today about a God that loves you and a God that cares for you. And He will work for you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I believe when we ask God to do something, we've got to ask Him in faith. We might not be able to see it right now, but there's got to be something bubbling up inside of us saying, Hey, I know that it's going to happen. I know that it's going to take place. I know it's in front of me. You might not be able to see it. That's why the Bible says you got to, you got to ask and it shall be given. He said you got to seek and you shall find and you got to knock and it shall be open unto you. I believe sometimes we just got to keep knocking and say, God, I'm still believing. God, I'm still trusting. I'm still knocking at that door. I'm still believing. I have not lost my confidence in you. I'm going to tell you sometimes we just got to stay persistent at what we're doing and say, hey, I'm going to stand on the Word of God because I believe this Word of God is true. I believe that my God is going to move upon my behalf. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. I'm telling you there's nothing that's impossible with my God this morning. Nothing is impossible. We just got to have enough faith to say, hey, I believe it. First Corinthians 2 and 5. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Amen. Our faith cannot stand in man's theology. Our faith cannot stand in the things of this world. Our faith cannot trust in the gods of this world. But I want to put my trust in God. I want to put my faith in God. This world would say that it's impossible. This world would say, oh, God can't heal you. This world would say, oh, you, you, you can't see this. This ain't going to happen. But I want to tell you, but my God can. My God can. My God can still take the impossible and make it possible. Amen. Then the Bible says in James chapter 2 and verse 14, 
is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall rise him up. And if he had committed sin, they shall be forgiven of him. I want to tell you today, I still believe this scripture right here. Amen. I still believe this scripture right here because it takes faith to believe. If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. I'm going to tell you when we do this, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. It shall rise them up. I'm going to tell you, I believe that my God is still able and still capable of of healing somebody that's sick. Amen. He did it in the biblical days. Not only did he did it in the biblical days, he's doing it right now. He's doing it around us. We've seen people healed of cancer, haven't we? Amen. We've seen people, amen, that was bound to the things of this world be delivered, haven't we? Amen. I'm telling you today, my God is still powerful. I'm reminded of a story in the Word of God this morning of a man. He had a dumb, he had a son that had a dumb spirit. This man's, this man's son was, was, had a dumb spirit, the Bible says. And the Bible even says that he had even tried to cast himself in the fire many times. And the Bible, the story goes on to talk about this man's son. This, this man loved his son. This man cared for his son. Even in the circumstance that he was in. And this man had heard of some of the stories about Jesus. This man had heard of some of the miracles that Jesus was doing and that Jesus had done. And Jesus was doing in the midst. And all of a sudden, I could picture this man one day looking up the road. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. He's walking down the middle of the road to where he is. And, and this man stands out. He says, can you help me? Can you show me some compassion? Can you do something for me? Is there anything you can do in this circumstance? And Jesus turns around and he looks at him and says, only if thou canst believe. Only if thou canst believe. The Bible says, the man says, I believe. But in the scripture here, there is a pause there. And all of a sudden the man says, but can you help my unbelief? The man said, oh yeah, I believe you can do it. But somewhere in the back of his mind, he's saying, I really just don't know if this is going to happen. I really just don't know if uh, he's really fixing to get a miracle. I've been toting this little baby around uh, all my life. Uh, I've been, I've been pushing him up and down the road. Uh, I've been taking him here and looking all the other kids laugh at him and call him names. Uh, I really just don't know uh, if God is really going to do this. Uh, and he looks at him and says, but, but can you help my unbelief? And all of a sudden, Jesus heals this little boy. 
And all of a sudden, this little boy can get up and start walking around again. All of a sudden, this little boy can talk. All of a sudden, this little boy is able to run up and down the streets again and play ball with all the other kids. And all of a sudden, I believe this man's faith just began to grow a little bit higher. I believe this man's faith began to get a little bit more stronger. I believe that God can move a mountain. I believe that God can still do it. Amen. And I look here at this passage of Scripture this morning. How many times have we came to the church? Amen. And we walked up boldly before the throne of grace. And we walked up boldly. And we've come down here and we've had prayer. And we're saying, oh, I believe that God's going to heal me. I believe that God's fixing to change this situation. But somewhere in the back of our mind, there's something turning there. I know I'm just going to have this sickness another day. I know I'm going to have to go to the doctor again and again and again. I want to tell you today, why don't we ask God, Lord, will you help my unbelief? God, would you help my faith to grow? God, this service today, it could be a different service. This service here, I could leave with my miracle. When this service, I can leave healed. I can leave changed. Amen. I can leave changed. Amen. I'm telling you, God is still in the healing business. This ain't something of the past. This ain't something that just happened in biblical days. Oh, no. It's still happening today. Amen. There's another story in the Bible of a lady that had an issue of blood. The Bible says she had this infirmity for 12 long years. She was sick in her body with this blood. And the Bible says she had been to all the great physicians, all the great doctors, in other words. And the Bible even says she had spent all that she had had. Everything she had, she spent it in the doctors of this world. And all of a sudden... This girl gets to hear some stories, some testimonies, gets to hear some good reports about what God is doing. She gets to hear about the miracle. She gets to hear about blind Bartimaeus. She gets to hear about the man with leprosy. She gets to hear of all these great miracles that are going on. And something tells her, if I could only but touch the hem of his garment... If I can only but touch the hem of his garment, I would be made whole. And we look at this passage of Scripture. Amen. I've got to hurry. I've got one more minute. And we look at this passage of Scripture of this lady here with this issue of blood. And we've got to step back and look at this. Because in in this time, the Mosaical law was still being in effect. And with her condition... If she touched somebody, they would become unclean, and they would become uncommon, and they would become unholy. And Jesus was walking by, and there's a crowd of people that's gathered around him. 
all the way around him. And this lady could probably sit there and say, well, I can't touch this one. I can't touch that one. And something got a hold of her and said, hey, I've got to touch the hem of his garment. It don't matter who I touch, who I bump into, what's going on around me. I've just got to get to where Jesus is. I've just got to get a touch of his garment. And this little girl, she just began to step by faith for just a moment and walk and get a hold of the hem of that garment. And all of a sudden, Jesus turns and he says, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? Oh, I want to encourage somebody this morning. Oh, this morning you could step out by faith in this service. Oh, you could step out by faith. And I'm going to tell you what, God's going to stop. God's going to stop. And He's going to give you something that's a blessing from on high. In the secret place of the Most High It's where I abide It's where I abide More and more I long to be by your side It's where I hide It's where I Oh! 
all of the honor and all of the praise that makes me want to shout.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Looper is going to come preach to us. Isn't God good? Isn't God good all the time? Let's worship and help Brother Looper. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. As they were singing that song, I can't help but get excited about going to see the King. Amen. Amen. Now, I've, I've never, I've never been a bride before. I'm pretty confident in the way that God made me. But I was a groom. I guess I'm still a groom. It's just like a wedding day every day at my house. But I can remember, I can remember the anticipation. And I know every young girl, when they start being able to think, they, they, uh, they're ready to get married and thinking about the wedding day and thinking about getting somebody that they can tell what to do the rest of his life. And they're excited about it. And on that wedding day, they're excited about it. But when I think about going to heaven, we are the bride of Christ. And the bride should be anticipating that day. I believe the groom, I believe that Jesus Christ is anticipating that day. And so when I think about it, I can't help but get excited. Why don't we sing that song together this morning like we're excited about seeing our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The One who bled on Calvary. The One who died. The One who was resurrected. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give Him praise. We are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see. No more sickness, no more sickness. Oh yes, we are going to see the King. No more sickness, we are going to see the King. No more sickness there. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah. How many has heard of coronavirus this year? You know what's not going to be in heaven? No more coronavirus. Amen. You know what's not going to be in heaven? No more politics. Amen. Let's get excited about going there, church. Well, no more sickness there. We are going to see the King. No more sickness there. We are going to see the King. Well, no more sickness there. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see you. No more dying, when we see the King. Oh yes, now no more dying, we are going to see No more dying, no more dying, we are going to see the King. 
about going to heaven? Man, I don't know what in the world we have to look forward to. But I'm looking forward to that day. Oh, what a day that will be. When my Jesus, I've heard about Him all my life. I've preached about Him since I was 17 years old. But I've never seen Him yet. I have felt Him. I know that He's real. But I'm looking forward to the day that I get to see Him and look upon His face. We're going to sing forever. We're going to worship forever. We're going to give Him praise and glory forever because He is worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be in church today. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. What a place to be. In a world of chaos that we can come inside the house of God and worship and praise and magnify Him. Lord bless you. You can return to your seats. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's good to be here today. It's good to have our guests that are here. Why don't all of our home folks give our guests a good hand clap today? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Trey, for the wonderful Word of God this morning. Amen. You can be seated just for a few moments. And we're so thankful for God's presence that we're able to feel in the house of the Lord today. Amen. God is truly good to us. Amen. He is truly good to us. I want to uh, welcome everyone today that's joined us on the internet. Lord bless you. If you're in your homes today, some people can't get here. And uh, so for different reasons, if you're sick and shut in this morning, we want you just to open up your Bible, turn your house into a church house today. Get your family together and have church along with us. Stop what you're doing and have church. Amen. 
Amen. I guess nothing like being here and nothing will ever take the place of being here. But if you can't be here at this time, we want you to have church to the best of your ability in your home. And be glad when all of us are able to be back together again, worshiping and praising God. And so, Lord, bless all of you today that's joining us. I want to... uh, I want to make mention to you that um, I will be out of town. Uh, I'm leaving Wednesday, and will be out on out of town. And uh, I almost said out on the town. I will not be out on the town. I will be in the wilderness, away from town, and um, going to Colorado for a few days. And uh, my wife and family is we're going in like two separate directions. They're going they're going east, and I'm going west. And uh, an old wise man once said, go west, young man. And uh, just like some people, they can't ever get it, get it right. They take off east, but I'm going west. And uh, so I'll be gone for the next few days. Brother Duplis will be here taking care of services, so be faithful to the house of God. And uh, <clears throat> we look forward to being back again. And uh, so remember that. And uh, if you if you need to talk to somebody, call Brother Duplissy. I'm not sure how much my cell phone will be working. I will have it, and so there'll be times I'll be able to get back and uh, into civilization and make phone calls, but probably not 24 hours a day. So y'all really give Brother Duplissy a hard time while I'm gone. And uh, so remember remember that also. I um, I want to say a special thank you. I don't know who I'm saying thank you to. I assume that it's someone in the congregation, but maybe someone that might be listening. But but I've been getting these little cards in the mail that's got um, the return address is my address. So I guess if I get it wrong the first time, they can get it right the second time. But nice cards that you've been sending me thank you very much and uh, in those cards there's been really nice gift cards in those cards makes it real nice i went to the tree last night my wife myself and brother parker and uh, had a nice meal thank you very much and the uh, lord may richly bless you and um, also i want to this is a surprise as of this morning but I did not know that Brother um, Jones is in in the country from uh, Honduras and uh, the island of Roatan, and he will be here with us tonight. And looking forward to that. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. And uh, not a boring mission service, but he's a tremendous preacher doing a great work of God over in uh, Roatan. And uh, so be faithful to the house of God. Bring a good offering with you tonight. And um, if you're not caught up on your mission pledges, it would be a good time to get caught up on them and uh, where we can bless them. And, you know, even though things have been shut down and even though things are in a chaotic situation, still bills must be paid. And uh, so we want to support our missionaries and thank God God has blessed us here and we're able to do that. And I want to say thank you very much for giving to the Lord. And remember tonight after church, not today after church service, but tonight after service, they will be serving in the gym. 
and uh, it's free to anyone who wants to come. Our guests, are, we want our guests to be there. We want everyone to come over and have fellowship and uh, save you a lot of money from going to a restaurant and uh, get good fellowship, although the kids are a little noisy, I would say, but in a restaurant, they're pretty noisy too, but anyway, we have a great time, appreciate everyone who has signed up on Teams to do that, and I think it's a great um, it's a great benefit to all of us, and uh, there's nothing like being together with God's wonderful people. So remember that following this evening's service. If you would like to give a donation to that, they have a place where you can give a donation. If you don't want to give a donation, you don't have to give a donation. Don't feel uh, pressured uh, because you say, I don't have the money to give and, and I don't want to go. We want you to come anyway, and we're going to have a great time. And uh, so want to... Uh, remind you uh well let's let's just let's just go into the word of the lord if you have your bibles turn to matthew chapter number six matthew chapter number six and i'll be reading one passage of scripture there i'll be dealing with a lot of this chapter but i'll be reading one passage of scripture there matthew chapter six and verse number 34 matthew chapter six and verse number Thirty-four. The Bible says there, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Now I want to ask you a very personal question right now. And uh, I, you, don't have to, uh, you don't have to raise your hands, but just since this service has been going on, how many has had any thoughts about tomorrow? Just think about that. But the Bible says, take no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. The morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. This last, this last little line here really stuck out to me as I was reading the Bible this week. And this kind of just captured my thought and my mind. <clears throat> and I don't guess I've ever really paid much attention to it before. That's the reason why you want to read your Bible. The Bible is a living word of God. And every time you read it, you're going to get something more out of it. And this last phrase here says, or statement says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Now, now, now remember that, and in about 45 minutes I'm going to come back to that. <laughs> Amen. Let's put our Bibles down, let's pray and ask God to help us today. God, we love you today. We thank you, Savior, for this opportunity that you've given us to come together to worship and to praise and to magnify and to glorify your great name. Lord, I ask you, Jesus, to open our minds, our hearts, our spirits to the understanding and knowledge of your word, God, where we would apply the word of God to our life, that we would not be just a hearer only, but a doer of the word, God. In the precious name of Jesus, anoint me, God, to obey you, to preach like you would have me to today, God. 
Bless your people, God. Bless me to do good where your people will be blessed, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's clap our hands. With that hand clap, lift your voice and give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Lord bless you, you may be seated. Amen. I want, I want to talk to you from this point today. This is my, my subject today. And this is what I would like you to really focus on and this will be our main focus point. Relief for today. Everybody say relief. How many would like to have some relief? Relief for today. The Bible here in Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 6 is dealing with the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, I brought this to you, I think, last Sunday night. And um, when I was preaching, I was talking about our trip to Israel and, and things that we saw. It actually... We got to see the place where they think this Sermon on the Mount took place. And, and uh, so it's like, it's like when you go there, the Bible just kind of comes alive to you. And, and the scripture that you read just, it leaps off of the pages at you. And, and uh, these things, uh, well, it's been over a year now and it still has not passed from my memory. And, and I've preached about Things that I've seen and experiences that I had uh, for the past year and a half. You might be wishing that it would hurry up and get off of my mind where I'd quit going back to it. But I'm not sure that that would ever happen. But here in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus deals with many, many, many issues. He talks about a lot of different things. Now, the Sermon on the Mount takes up uh, a a couple of pages, a couple of three pages in your Bible. So Jesus was not necessarily uh, one that began to talk and he was through in just a few minutes. He may have been classified as a long-winded speaker, preacher. But anyway, Jesus was teaching and we have what they call the Beatitudes is blessed are they that do this and blessed are they that do that and blessed are they that do this. And we call that the Beatitudes. And then on and on and on Jesus begins to speak. And I want to focus mainly on chapter number 6. In chapter number 6, he starts out by teaching us the importance of giving and how that we should give and the necessity that that we should look at giving and and uh, the necessity to give and then in verse number 5 he kind of he kind of changes and he goes into prayer and the importance of prayer the necessity of prayer and he teaches us how to pray and how that we should we should uh, not just words that we should say but the formula for praying and and then in verse number 16, he goes from praying into fasting. And he's talking about the importance of fasting and the necessity for fasting and, and what fasting is about. And then 
In verse number 19, he talks about us and our treasures that are not in this earth, and they are not in earthen vessels, but in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 21, he tells us, he's talking in 19 about our treasures should be placed in heaven. And the importance about that is in verse number 21, he says, for where your treasure is, everybody say where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Wherever your treasure is, wherever your focus is, whatever you are, if you could say it like this, whatever you are a fanatic about, that's where your heart will be. That's the reason why it's okay to have a good time in life and God wants us to have a good time and God desires us to have a good time. He created a lot of things for us and our enjoyment. But in that, he said, don't forget, don't put up treasures here where moth and thieves do corrupt. But put up your treasures in heaven where neither moth nor thieves corrupt. You can, you can save, you can skimp, and you can save, and you can, you can bury your money. You can, uh, you can put your money in your safe. You can put your money in a safe deposit box. You can put your money in investments. You can put your money in the stock market. There's all kinds of things to put your money in and uh, all kinds of people that would like to take your money. And that is the problem that there is no safe place. But what we do for the kingdom of God and what we do as our focus being on the kingdom of God. I, I have seen people, and I, I believe, I believe in this that we ought to, and don't, don't get me wrong what I'm saying today, but I, I believe that we ought to, we ought to save for a rainy day and realize that everything may not be as good as it is right now, but when these things start dominating our life and it's all that we think about is what we can get and what we can have and and if I work this many hours, I can buy this. These are things that are dominating us. And these are things that are taking control of us. And God is teaching us here in the Word of the Lord that we are to lay up treasures in heaven. Because all of these other things are going to pass away. There's one day that that your dollar bill is not going to be... Of course, it's not worth much today, but... Your dollar bill is not going to be worth anything. Your hundred dollar bills will not be worth anything. They're not worth a whole lot today, but they will not be worth anything. You can remember just a few years ago. I, 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 I can remember this because it made a great impression on my mind and my life was when I was, when I was a young boy back in 1987. That was before the turn of the century. Boy, that was a long time ago. Before a lot of you were born. But, but I can remember that day in 1987, my daddy took me to a Chevrolet dealership and bought me a brand new Chevrolet Silverado. 1987. Man, it was black with silver down the middle and black on the bottom. 
It had the rally wheels. It had it all. Everything you could put on a truck, it had it. Of course, that was just power windows and door locks and power steering and air conditioning. That's all they had. And uh, so, man, I was so proud. But I can remember that truck, that brand new truck, costing $12,500. Now, has anybody bought a new Silverado lately? You can't, you can't buy the cheapest of the cheap of the cheap, cheap version of, for that. I don't even know if you can even buy a car for $12,500 today. But a new pickup that is loaded out, you're looking, well, some of you know. And you that don't know, you don't even need to know. But, but anyway, they're very expensive because the value of the dollar has went down. So, I've looked at people that skimp and they save for retirement. And then when they get to retirement, the stock market crashes and they lose their money or they lose their health. So let's live for today and let's live and enjoy today. Enjoy the time. And I I myself, I, I do struggle with this because I'm not just looking to the future. I'm, I'm looking behind me. And uh, I look... I look behind me and I see my kids have grown up and uh, they have gotten so smart. They're so much smarter than me. And the only thing, they don't know how to make a living for themselves. But anyway, I I look at them and I look at pictures and I like the way that I used to be. And I like the way that I used to look. And I like the way that my kids used to be. And they were just running around screaming and thinking that... Daddy was the greatest person in the world. We enjoyed life. But but then we were looking ahead of what what's going to happen. Man, we're going to have this and we're going to have that. Now that we're there, we're looking behind and we'd like to roll back time just a little bit. I'm sure I could get a good good audience here today if we could have the ability to roll back time. But but we we're trying to live behind us or we're trying to live in front of us. Everybody has a problem with right now. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get where I'm going, but just hold on. This is all very important because it's the way that we think. It's the way that we conduct ourselves. But, but Jesus is telling us, and this, this was even way back in biblical times, and Jesus was telling us this, that, that He talks about in verse number Number 25, about worry. Is anybody worried about anything today? Some of you need to worry about your salvation because you're telling a big fat one right now. Amen. But, but we're worried about many things and Jesus tells us in His, His Sermon on the Mount about worry. And He tells us in verse number 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. It is not, it is not the life more, is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. So what he is saying here, we put so much emphasis on jobs, which I think every healthy person should have a job. 
Amen. We put so much emphasis on things and possessions. We put so much emphasis on what we have and our name and our life and what we wear and how that we look and, and, uh, you know, in all of these things. But, but Jesus is saying, take no thought for that. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? In other words, is not the life more than what we possess and what we hold dear to or what we have in our hands? Life is so much more than that. And life is, is so much more than the raiment that we have on our bodies today. Thank God for all of these things, but let's stop every once in a while, as the old saying says, and let's smell the roses on the journey of life. Let's get, let's quit getting so caught up in everything else and what we're going to have today and what we're going to have tomorrow and what we're going to possess in our retirement age and what we're going to do. And let's focus on the here and now because here and now is the only promise that we have. Amen. Jesus is reminding us, you can't, you can't change anything. About worrying. You can't change anything. And I, I try, trust me. I am a professional worrier. I got, I got, I got license in that neighborhood. Amen. I can, I can worry about things and scenarios that hasn't even taken place yet. And I can worry about that. I can think about that. That stuff keeps me up at night. And so you say, well, you might be preaching to yourself. No doubt, I'm preaching to myself. But I'm preaching to a lot of other people too. But we can't change it by worrying about it and fretting about it and biting our fingernails about it and thinking about it and letting it dominate our life. Jesus is reminding us He will take care of what is His. Now think about that. Who do you belong to today? Amen. Jesus said, I will take care of what is mine. I want to tell you who I am. I am a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled believer, baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. I belong to Him. Amen. 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 The Bible reminds us, He again reminds us in verse number 33. He reminds us of what to focus on. As we were singing that song about heaven, no more dying there. Amen. How many has ever walked up and said goodbye to someone that you love? Won't have to do that no more. No more sickness there. How many has been to the hospital and visited someone who was sick that you love? None of that there. Amen. He tells us what we are to focus on is not trying to stay here, but we are to focus on where we are going. 
Amen. 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 And the Bible says in verse number 33 of the 6th chapter, But seek ye first, 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 the kingdom of God. Seek ye first, first, number one, number one. We have got to seek God first before we seek all of these other things. And His righteousness and then all of these things shall be added unto you. God wants to bless you with health. God wants to bless you with wealth. God wants to bless you with a great family. But first of all, before we get carried away with all of that, let's seek the face and the kingdom of God first. Amen. First things first. Seek in the kingdom of God first. We're so, we're so carried away with this life. We are so full of trouble. There is trouble on every hand. There's trouble in, in every walk of life. We talk about the crazies in the big, big cities that's rioting and looting and killing one another. But you know, we have crazies in small communities too. They're doing drugs, alcohol. They're killing one another here. Amen. We are living in a crazy, troubled world. So much trouble. Amen. It doesn't matter what direction politics goes. There's going to be trouble when the election is over, whenever it's over. Because we are full of trouble in this world. It's not just an American thing. It's a worldwide situation that we are in. Full of trouble. People are stressed out. People are losing their mind. People are taking their own lives because they are worried about tomorrow. They're worried about what's going to happen. They're worried about what's going to take place. They're worried about how they're going to make a living. They're worried about the, the impact that it's having on their family. Amen. So much turmoil and chaos and trouble. I was reading, I think it was Friday, I was reading an article And it talks about people dealing with stress. This is how crazy our world has gotten. Our world has lost its mind. I've never seen so much craziness, weird stuff in all my life. Anybody, anybody besides me seen any weird, crazy stuff? Read any weird, crazy stuff? Amen. That people are wanting to implement and people are wanting to do and saying, oh, defund the police. Are you crazy? Is people nuts? Amen. Maybe teach them a little better. Now I'm for that. They can be a little kinder to me when they pull me over. That'd be nice. But, but teach them a little better, but defund them. Who are you going to call? Because trouble is going to happen. Somebody's going to break into your house. 
have a psychiatrist to come out there and talk to somebody having a dis- domestic dispute? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's going to go over real good. Amen. That's how crazy the world is. The world is so crazy. I was reading this article and the world has come up with this idea. It was implemented over in um, Ireland or somewhere and they said it's becoming very popular in America today that people have comfort cows. Cows. Moo-moo. Cows. Comfort cows. That when you are under stress, that you can go out and you can talk to the comfort cow. You don't have to buy him. You can just rent some personal time with him. Now you think I'm crazy. I'm telling you, it's the truth. That you can, you can go and you can hug the cow because cows are basically calm. I tell you what, we had some that wasn't basically calm. Jokers would jump over the fence. We had some of those Brammer cows. Man, them jokers can jump like deer. You couldn't keep them in the fence. And they loved soybeans. They'd jump the fence and go eat the neighbor's soybeans. He didn't like it. But anyway, comfort cows that you can, you don't have to own it. You just go to the farm and you say, I need about an hour. Of comfort time. What's wrong with people? I want to tell you, the stress of this world is driving people insane. Because you know what they don't want? They don't want the Bible that can take away the stress. They don't want the help of God, of what God is trying to get us to go back to and realize... That's where our help comes from. Amen. 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 Instead of going and getting a comfort cow and spending an hour with the comfort cow, you ought to come to the house of God and spend an hour reading the Word of God, praying to a God that can give you peace in the midst of life storms. Amen, amen. If you have comfort cows, I'm sorry to offend you today. We worry about so much that is going on until it dictates our worship. We come in so loaded down, loaded down with stress and anxiety and fear to where We can't even lift our hands and glorify our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Jesus is here, we are worried about life. And we can't even spend the time enjoying the presence of the Lord. Reminds me of a story in Luke chapter 10. Two women, one named Mary and one Martha. Now I want you to pay very close attention to this because I really never seen this until I was reading it just some time ago. Verse number 38 and 10 says, Now it came to pass as they went that He entered into a certain village. It's speaking of Jesus. 
and in and and a certain woman named who was it Martha or Mary? It was Martha received him into her house. It was not Mary's house. But he received they received him into Martha's house. Now Martha had the house that Jesus was in. Amen. Martha was cumbered about with much serving. And it came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she should help me. Martha was cumbered about with much serving. She was busy. She was stressed. How many's ever had a bunch of guests coming over at one time? And you're trying to tidy up this, and you're trying to tidy up that, and you're trying to fix this, and you're trying to do that, and I'm trying to get the tea made, and I'm trying to get the silverware on the table, and, and I'm trying to get the place out, and my wife is cleaning out the crazy closet that they can't even see. And here she is, cumbered about with much, with much that is going on, and much that is taking place, and much that is happening. And here Mary is, she's just over in La La Land, at the feet of Jesus, just gazing up in His eyes, saying, tell me more, bless me more, give me more, I want to understand more, I want to have more, and Martha's house... Martha's house, and she's not even able to enjoy the presence of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm just about to get where I'm going. Verse number 41, And Jesus answered and said unto Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Verse number 42, but one thing, everybody say one thing, but one thing is needful. And Mary had chosen that good part, which shall, listen to this very closely, which shall not be taken away from her. Everybody say shall not. It shall not be taken away. Amen. Number one, one thing was needful. Not necessarily the meal. Not necessarily the preparation for the meal. But one thing is needful. Number two, Mary has chosen that one thing. What it was, was entertaining the presence and the glory of God that was manifest in the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. That was the needful thing. Amen. We are to protect the glory of God and the majesty of God and worship the presence and the power of the glory of God. That is the needful thing. And boy, I like this third thing. He said, you can do what you want to. You can clean up the kitchen. You can wash the dishes. You can prepare the meal. You can work your fingers off to the bone. But what Mary is doing shall not be taken away 
from her. Amen. Trouble? Yes. Problems? Abundant. Stress? Oh yeah. We all know and we have all had our part because it has a lot to do with us being human beings. In Job chapter 5 and verse number 7, it says, Yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Amen. In 14, Job 14 and 1, the Bible said, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Amen. And when I go back to our text today, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 34, the Bible said, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Trouble. Man is born under trouble. Trouble. Just like the sparks fly upward, there is trouble. Amen. Do not fret about tomorrow. For tomorrow, the commentary says this on this, the Scripture of verse 34, for tomorrow will have its own trouble. Take the care of each day. Amen. Master enough strength for each day. Thoughtful preparation for the future is not rebuked, but fretting about it and being condemned over it is rebuked by Jesus Christ. Amen. This comes from an old Jewish proverb. Amen. When he said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. A Jewish proverb meaning, let each day trouble be enough for that day. Amen. Deal with today and don't worry about tomorrow. Yes, there's going to be trouble. Yes, there's going to be heartache. Yes, there's going to be pain. Yes, there's going to be agony. But right now, Amen. The importance about the house of God. Amen. I know there's people listening at home today. Amen. And that's the next best thing. But nothing will ever take the place of being in church. The importance about the house of God is when we walk through those doors. Amen. We lay down today. We lay down yesterday. And we forget about tomorrow. And we come into the house of God to worship, to praise, to magnify, to give Him glory because He is worthy. Amen. Amen. If there's anything that we need a revival about in our lives, church and saints of God, it's being able to forget about what happened yesterday and forget about the trouble that is going on right now and forget about worrying about tomorrow. And when we come into the house of God, that's the reason why we get here early for prayer is where we can decontaminate our mind and our spirit and seek the face of God and get ready to worship and praise God because He is in the house today. He is here today where the Bible said where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I will be in the midst. We need to take advantage of the presence and the glory of God.
Amen. Worrying about tomorrow. Worrying about yesterday. Worrying about the future. Worrying about what's going on in the world. We cannot change it. But we allow it to dictate our worship. How many times have you come into the house of the Lord and felt the presence of God? Amen. But when the presence of God was going forth, the songs of Zion were being sung. We were weighted down with trouble. We were weighted down with agony. We were weighted down with stress. We were weighted down with business. We were weighted down with what's going on in the world. Let me tell you today, we need to shake it off. Amen. We need to lay it at the feet of Christ. Amen. We need to get our mind on what we are here for. And that is to glorify, to magnify, and to praise Him. Amen. The devil tries to load us down with trouble. Amen. Past, present, and future. Like Martha and Mary did. Amen. Martha was loaded down with the present situation that was going on. Amen. But the devil says, I'm going to take your worship with the worry that I'm going to put on you. Amen. But this is what Jesus said. Martha, you're cumbered about with many things. Amen. And all of those things might have a little bit of importance, but Mary has chosen that good part, and what she has chosen, that will not be taken away. I want to tell you today, the Bible said that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The devil didn't give it, and the devil can't take it away. Some of you have allowed the stress of life to snuff out your joy. You've allowed the problems that you're going through to destroy your worship. How long has it been since you throwed your hands in the air? Amen. And you lifted your voice to God and said, Devil, I don't care what you say. Devil, I don't care what's going on. I'm not concerned about what I'm going through. But what I am concerned about is Jesus. Jesus is in the house. Sufficient. Sufficient for the day. Sufficient for the day is the trouble thereof. Amen. There's going to be enough trouble for tomorrow. Amen. There's going to be enough trouble for next week. There's going to be enough trouble for next month. There's going to be enough trouble for next year. But right now, everybody say right now, but right now, I come into the house of God and I got my praise on. I come into the house of God and I've got my dance on. I've come into the house of God to worship, to magnify, to glorify His name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in a world that says... Congregating together in the house of God is no longer of a necessity. 
Amen. We have been ranked lower than the local beer joint or the, the, uh, what do they call them? Liquor stores. Amen. They shut down the, the juke joints, I guess. Amen. But the liquor stores were still able to be open, but shut down the church. Why? Because people need to go to the liquor store to get their, their, their pep to help them on through the troubles of life. They need to have that because they are addicted. I want to tell you what I'm addicted to. It's not Jim Bean. It's not vodka. But I want to tell you what I do when I'm stressed to the max. Amen. And it feels like my mind is about to go. And it feels like my heart is heavy. And I'm troubled about many things. You know where I go? Amen. I don't go to the lake. I don't go to the mountain. But I go to the house of God. And when I get in the house of God, I feel that God is in the house. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here. And I start worshiping. I start praising. How long has it been since you just worshiped your way right out of a problem? Well... How long has it been since you just shouted your way right out of a storm? See what we have allowed. We have allowed the problems of the world. Amen. Amen. Some of you men, some of you is not here. Some of you are here. That works at the paper mill. It's a chaotic mess out there. Amen. They're causing stress. They're causing problems. People's losing their job. I think it's 60 already that's already named to be laid off. Amen. And then even possibly more. And it causes stress. So what I'm going to do. But I want to tell you what you can do right now. Amen. Who in here works at the paper mill that's here today? Amen. Brother Mike, I want to tell you. Brother Joe, I want to tell you what you can do. You can't fix that situation. But what you can do is say, hey, devil, I'm laying it down at the door. And what belongs to me, you're not going to take it from me. That good thing, you're not going to take my joy. You're not going to take my peace. You're not going to take my comfort. You're not going to... You're not going to take my dance. You're not going to take my leaping for joy. You're not going to take my voice of praise and glory and magnifying God. That thing, that thing, that thing. Somebody needs to look the devil in the face right now. Hopefully he or she's not standing here. But look the devil in the face right now and say, Devil, the Bible tells me you can't take my joy. I've chosen that good thing. And what Mary, the Bible said, what Mary had chosen. No matter how you want to get her mind on washing dishes, Martha. No matter how much you want to get her mind on setting the table, Martha. This thing that Mary had chosen is not going to be taken away from her. Amen. What have you chosen today? Saint of God, what have you chosen? Do you choose to worry? Do you choose to fret? Do you choose to be stressed out? Or do you choose to lay it at the door and say, when I come into God's house, 
Jesus is going to be there. Jesus is going to be there. And I'm going to worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to just part, like parting the Red Sea right here in the middle. Amen. Amen. Keep backing up a little more. Back up a little more. We've got plenty of room back there. Amen. Amen. Now, a bunch of you raised your hands while ago that you're stressed, that you're worried, that the devil has tormented your mind. That the devil has anybody, the devil attacked your family? Amen. Anybody been attacked by the devil? Amen. And all of these things are going on. How many has thought about these things since church has been going on? Amen. Now it's time for deliverance today. It's time for you to get what you need from God today. It's just a matter of fact of where you want to be placed. What do you want to do? What do you want to choose? Do you want to choose that good thing? Do you want to choose that help from God? Or you want to go outside and rent a hub cow where you can love on a cow and try to relieve your stress? Amen. You can't take a pill to relieve your stress. You can't take a drink to relieve your stress. You can't go on a vacation to relieve your stress. But I want to tell you what you can do. You can step out here by faith. Amen. By faith in the Word of God. And lift your hands and say, God, I come for some stress relief. I come for a hug from the Holy Ghost today. I come for help from God today in this house. If you need it, won't you make your way to this middle? Everybody else, just stay back. Let these that need help come right here in the middle right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, mighty God. Mighty God, I want to tell you. That Jesus is right here. Jesus is right here. Jesus is in the house today. And Jesus is ready to help you. And Jesus is ready to break the chains that bind you. Amen. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's reach out to God today. Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! 
Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Touch right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In you to do right now is I want you to just start praising God. I want you to just start glorifying God. Amen. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about yesterday. But think about how great and mighty and powerful God is. Come on. Lift His name. Lift His name. Lift His name. All over the top I'm going to praise my Jesus to the world. Come down. I know this picture beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I'm gonna dance all over the town. I'm gonna praise my Jesus to the world come down. I know this picture beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I'm gonna dance, shout unto the Lord. I'm gonna praise my Jesus I never before. I'm gonna dance, shout unto the Lord. I'm gonna praise my Jesus I never before. I'm gonna dance. Lord, I'm gonna praise my Jesus I never before. I know there's victory beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I know that everyone in here has trials. Sometimes you think you'll never get through. Well, that might so high, there seems no way. You wonder if you'll make it through. But if you all begin to give God praise, you can find a liberty in this place. I'm gonna dance. This house, I'm gonna praise my Jesus to the world come down. I know there's victory beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I'm gonna dance all over this house. I'm gonna praise my Jesus to the world come down. I know there's victory beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I won't wait till my troubles are over. I'm gonna dance to victory come. Hey, I'm gonna claim my victory in Jesus' name. I'm gonna Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy 
I know that everyone in here has trials. Sometimes you think you'll never get through. Well, now I'm not so hard. There seems no way you want it if you'll make it through. But if we all began to give God praise, 
You can find a liver in this place. I'm gonna dance all over the town. I'm gonna praise my Jesus to the world. Come down. I know there's victory beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I'm gonna dance all over the town. I'm gonna praise my Jesus to the world. Come down. I know there's victory beyond my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away. I'm gonna dance. Show unto the Lord. I'm gonna praise my Jesus. I never before. I'm gonna dance. Show unto the Lord. I'm gonna praise my Jesus. I never before. Well, you've got a right to praise Him. You wanna praise the Lord. You've got a right to praise Him. You wanna praise the Lord. You've got a right to praise Him. You wanna praise the Lord. You've got a right to praise Him. You wanna praise the Lord. I won't wait till my troubles are over. I'm gonna dance till victory comes. I'm gonna claim my victory in Jesus' name. I know it is. The balance one will over the swamp team. Tippy toe. I'm gonna praise Him until they fall. I'm gonna dance all over the town. I'm gonna praise my Jesus till the walls come down. I know this on my praise. I'm gonna dance my troubles away.
to all of our guests that are here. So glad that each and every one of you is in church with us today. Why don't all the home folks give our guests a good hand clap? Amen. Remember, prayer meeting, prayer meeting tonight at 6.30. We'll be praying here in the auditorium. So be here at 6.30 for prayer. Church at 7 o'clock. Let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's believe God to do something good in this house tonight. Amen. Choir practice at 515. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Make sure to let our guests know that we're glad they're in the house of the Lord with us today.